But this Topps Chrome Champions League set with all his players, will this be the heaviest prospecting set ever? I think it would have to be. Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks FC episode. My name is Aaron, your host again on this Sunday soccer video. I'm joined today by Zach from Premier Soccer Investing. And Zach, welcome. Thank you for joining us. I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to get on the show for a while. So, yeah, yeah. I'm pumped we can make it happen and uh, just really excited to talk more about soccer cards, soccer, Tops Chrome. Uh, we're going to have a lot of discussion around Tops Chrome today and, you know, soccer, the Premier League and La Liga as well. So first off, before getting into any of that, uh, how did you get into soccer cards in the first place? Well, I mean, I got back into the hobby along with like a lot of other people in the beginning of July. And at first I was just doing basketball and football, but soccer is my favorite sport to watch. My favorite sport to play. I've been playing my whole life, watching my whole life. And I saw that soccer cards were a thing now. When I was I was like into sports cards in elementary school and stuff until the local card shop that was near me closed and then kind of just like forgot about cards for five or six years or however long it was. But right. yeah, soccer's my favorite sport. And to see that like soccer cards were like this huge thing now is awesome and i knew i wanted to get into that yeah because it, it was so recent that you know you jumped back into soccer what was your first purchase i'm sure you remember what, what was the first soccer card you bought um i bought some harry kane primarily this uh psa 10 and then a red that it's off at grading right now and a hyper psa 9 nice. that's, that's the jersey i'm wearing harry kane huge tottenham fan I was gonna say I saw that. I saw that. Nice. Makes sense. Then are you, are you a England uh, national team fan because of that, or are you a uh, United States fan? U.S. all the way. I mean, I right. I became a Tottenham fan because Gareth Bale, back when he was at Spurs before he left for Madrid, was a left back, and that's my position. And yeah, so I just became a Spurs fan. I've been one ever since. Awesome times, but it's looking good this <laughs> season. So yeah, it is. It is. Um, before we get into soccer talk, maybe we should start with the release that just came out recently, Topps Chrome. Um, you know, the Topps Chrome 2019 Champions League, we talked a little bit about it last week with Sports Card Tom, and we were talking about how it was delayed so long, and it was it was supposed to come out back in February, all the way delayed until December. What are you seeing with that set, 2019 Topps Chrome, the checklist, the players, and how does that compare to maybe what's to come in 2020 2021 which is releasing in february 2021 well how do the prospects change and, and maybe some things that stick out to you that could make a difference between the two products well, i mean of course the, the two drivers of this the 1920 set is holland and fatty everybody knows that but the problem with it is the cards just don't look great like the refractors like barely in the top left corner like it doesn't go throughout the card, which is very disappointing. And I think what's going to hurt this set longer term too is next year, 2020, 2021 is going to have the rookie card logos and it's a much deeper, it should be a much deeper class of rookies. Yeah. And if you're looking at this set that came out this year in 2019, uh, Holland, I think his Topps Chrome 
Champions League based. I think that they're under hundred dollars the last I looked. And then uh, Fatih, I don't know what his were at. They were around two hundred to start. They might be like around one fifty now though. And the thing with Holland is that he had that Bundesliga tops chrome card that so many sought after and so many chased. Uh, you know, back in that was I think June that that came out or or so. Yeah. And and how does that compare for you? Like, does this make this Champions League set like not that great because he had that Bundesliga set, uh, card? Well, I I going into it before the cards were released, I thought the Champions League one was going to be more sought after because I thought it'd be him in the Salzburg uniform, which really is what it should be because that's what he was. That's what is in the group stage, but um. Yeah, longer term now, it's looking like the Bundesliga is going to be the better card because it just it looks a lot better. I think it's a more limited card. Didn't make as much of the Bundesliga as it did of this Champions League. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it bodes well, though, for the top's finest. That's in his Salzburg uniform. I think the value of those cards will increase because that's the only one, main one, where he's in that uniform. Yeah, so really, maybe a lot of people were sitting and waiting to see if he get that top's chrome. Uh, Champions League card in the Salzburg jersey, but since he did it, now maybe they uh, jump in on that finest one instead of even the top scrum Champions League. Like, there's probably people out there that would rank it, you know, Bundesliga first, then tops finest, and now tops scrum Champions League. So, a set that was supposed to be the biggest of the year quickly falls down to possibly the third biggest because Bundesliga also had Gio Reyna's first card and Josh Sargent, big up and coming forward for the US, and yeah, a couple other players in that set too. Yeah, it's crazy. So bouncing on to 2020-2021, since you think that that set has more potential, especially with the rookie logo, who are some of the guys in that they're going to show through and really capture the demand? And how does that compare to maybe like, you know, obviously you said a, a two-card driver with the 2019 set? Well, I'm hoping it depends on who gets in the checklist, but there are some huge rookies in this set, possibly. Jamal Musiala, who's 17 years old, English national, who, but Germany's going really hard after him because he's a dual national. For Bayern, he's been playing a lot at attack and center mid, and he's a talent, huge talent. You have Curtis Jones on Liverpool, who's been starting that center mid for them for months now. Also, I think 17. One of my favorite guys, uh, Eduardo Camavinga on Rennes, attack and center mid. 18-year-old, he's already a starter for the French national team. Back last time he played with them, he scored a ridiculous bicycle kick. I don't know if you saw that. Um, he's been linked to a big move to Real Madrid this coming summer, which would be huge, obviously. Um, of course, you got Yusufa Mukoko, the youngest ever player, and I think now scoring in the Bundesliga. He scored today. For I saw Bundesliga. that. Um, and then there's a couple good Americans in the set too. Gio Reyna is going to have his first Topps Chrome Champions League card. Serginho knocking on the right back position at Barca. Um, oh, I'm forgetting Jude Bellingham, 17 years old, also already capped for the England national team starting for Dortmund. There are some huge, huge players that can be in the set. Actually, I'm forgetting some more. I'm sorry. Uh, Ryan Shirky, he's a six. He's on Lyon. He's 17 years old. He's their starting striker, and he's been linked with uh, some moves to Madrid, Barca, Juve, the usual suspects. Um, Pedri, 
on Barcelona, starting at wing for them. People think him and Fati are like what's going to be Barca's future up front. Yeah, there's Conrad De La Fuente, American yep. at Barca too. So there are some huge players that could possibly be in this set. I'm very excited about it. That's exciting. And another thing that's so crazy is like, when do we see two sets, the same exact set, but a year apart, released within three months of each other? Yeah. It's going to be coming in February. I If that set pans out the checklist as much as you hope for and I hope for it too, that might completely push 2019 Top Scrum Champions League into the, you know, the afterburners. Like no one's going to think about it. However, Sapphire could play a difference in that. That product still might be, you know, in the spotlight. But if... If that pride does come out with all those rookies that you were just discussing, would this be the hev heaviest prospecting set ever for soccer? Because there's like English Premier League started to offer with Prism, had their first rookie logo on the Prism cards this past year. But this Topps Chrome Champions League set with all his players, will this be the heaviest prospecting set ever? I think it would have to be because these are already players who are starting and making plays on Champions League teams as teenagers. So there is so much room for them to grow in their careers and to have that rookie card logo on the cards is huge. And I think like prospecting, there's an incredible amount of opportunity for people that truly know soccer and watch the game and live and breathe it and are like just deep into it every single day. That opportunity is there. Unlike like basketball or football where everybody already knows the big prospects and stuff. There are a lot of guys that slip through the cracks in soccer if you're early on. Yeah. And, a lot of money. and even thinking to this year's set that just came out, uh, just like not that heavy on the prospect side, on the rookie side. And and if they do frame a Topps Chrome Champions League set as Chronicles was framed, where Chronicles had a ton of rookie logos through the contender set, all the other ones included in that, this could be a huge home run for Topps because – They've just, you know, kind of been maybe running on those like top players in the game for a while, including the sets. And you, you get your Geo, Reyna in there, your Erling Holland and whatnot. But uh, that'd be huge for him to really like hit the on switch with getting some prospecting in there and really having investors and buyers focus on those young guys, just like they do with their top scrum baseball and whatnot. And that'd be really, yeah, that'd be really huge for the sport. That would connect. I, I bet you that that set would do a lot to get more people like yourself there, diehard soccer fans involved seeing all those different rookie guys. Yeah, I mean, it's huge. And like the prospecting, yeah, it's a huge gamble, of course, but it's, I would say it's personally the most fun thing for me because if that feeling, if you're early on a guy and he hits, I mean, there's there's nothing better than that. Yep. And the other thing is that like with basketball now, you go like a year back or two years back and all the cards on the market, like impossible to grade. You know, so many of those cards, have already been graded. And in the past like six months, people have been doing that with soccer too, snatching a ton of non-graded cards. And there wasn't even that many soccer cards in the market to start with. So it, it definitely decreases the amount of gradable supply in the market. But like a new big set like that with many cards to grade, it's going to yield to a lot of people uh, scooping up cards. And even if um, they didn't have time to adjust their print run this year on 2019 Tops Chrome with the soccer demand because they had this pre-planned for you know nine months before it released. But now... With this February release, they would have had all this time to pre-plan the demand and their supply levels. And it's probably going to be produced at the high, one of the highest uh, soccer sets that Topps has ever made, I'm assuming, that 2020 Champions League set. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with that. But it's I still think the demand is going to vastly outpace the supply. Oh, like, for sure. 
I already like I pre-ordered a case uh, through Blowout a couple yeah. months back for thirty-one hundred dollars. They're already now at sixty-four hundred. I want to say. I think like holding wax on this set will be huge because they're assuming the checklist pans out. There will be so many like rookies in this that could drive the price of wax up. Not just it's not going to just be two main guys. There could be eight. There could be ten guys that become very highly sought after. So the wax could be a great investment for that. Do you know, I wonder if Tops will try to get, not necessarily this set, but in the near future, a set like this into retail format. Because we've seen how much retail has driven the craze for Prism and for Optic. Like for basketball, everyone's trying to scoop up Prism and Optic basketball. And then that just expands the brand even further for the hobby release too. It makes it bigger. If yeah. Top came out and dropped Tops Chrome Champions like retail blaster boxes and hanger packs, that would be huge. And also... I think, well, yes, like you said, that the, the demand will still be there to outweigh the supply. I just think like putting more supply out there helps. It helps get more people involved. It helps bring even more demand than after that. Yeah, the more people that can get their hands on it, the better. Especially like if it's a heavily rookie-laden set because the rookies are what excites people. Yeah, I totally agree. With that being said... Um, looking at the release date, like when do you, do you know the exact re release date? I know it was around February. Do we is it early February, late February? I'm pretty sure if I remember right, it's February third. I want to say so early. And when does Champions League round of sixteen start? Isn't around February or, or so? Yeah, it's the week, like the week or two after. I think it's like around Valentine's Day, like around the fourteenth, something around that. So. If those release right before the knockout stages start, the amount of hype and eyes, I think, on the set will be huge. Yeah, and a lot of those players are going to be in the Champions League, too. Yeah, so many like, so many of the big names, like the big rookies in the set, have qualified for the next round. Like, the guys on Dortmund, they're in. Curtis with Liverpool. Curtis Liverpool, Jones, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bayern guys, of course. Barca's into the next round. Those Champions League knockout games are huge. Lots of people watch them across the world. But in the U.S. too, that's when people really start watching Champions League. Like the more casual fans is when you hit the knockout round. So, Yeah, great. Well, I think that was some awesome discussion on the next set that's coming for Champions League. And if those of you that didn't get your hands in any of the 2019 Tops Chrome Champions League, maybe it's time to save your money and start thinking about that next set uh, that Zach's been talking about because it could be so awesome and the prospecting side and the rookie logo. I mean, that's a huge addition for soccer yeah. cards. That's a huge addition. We saw what uh, Makoku's tops now did 43,000. Well, that thing, I mean, tops kind of finessed a lot of people with that. With her, <laughs> the whole question parallels this because I, I ordered 40 and I, I don't think I would have gone that high if I wasn't trying to chase after these parallels, but, I have zero. I saw people ordered like a hundred plus. Haven't hit any. There's none on eBay. I haven't seen any yeah. on Instagram. Yeah, I was posting about that today on SFC. Oh, uh, it's tops. For those of you that don't know, tops now is a release where you buy a card and then they make a card. So if forty thousand cards are bought from people around the world, they make forty thousand cards. This is the first time that they announced that they would introduce parallels into the print runs. So normally, you buy ten thousand. Uh, Erling Holland cards, and they just send you 10,000 out there of the same exact card. Well, Makoku had his first Tops Now card for the youngest player ever to play in a Bundesliga game, 
and they said that they include black and yellow parallels, which are like Dortmund's colors and, you know, black and yellow is their motto and everything. And so far, a ton of U.S. orders have been delivered. Zach himself, like you said, got 40 all over the, uh, the U.S. So there hasn't been really any that have been revealed via Instagram. There's been none that have landed on eBay. I did two searches today for black and then yellow and no results came up. Yeah, and yeah. I know that the people in the U.K. haven't gotten theirs yet. I wonder if they just lower them all into the UK. What if guys get like 10 blacks per order? Like that'd be crazy. I'd be very upset personally if that happened because I, at 40, I assumed I'd hit at least one parallel of either yeah. color. Well, that is $10 a card, right? There was, was there any breaks for quantity or well, no? Yeah. So you, they had like a 20 card order for 75 bucks. So I did two of those. So mm. I paid 150 for the 20. I actually just sold 35 of them today on eBay and a lot for 260. So like a little bit of a profit, but I thought originally when I was buying in on them that like they would go like how the Bellingham top net tops house went where they were bucks a card on tops now, but then they were selling for around 20 on eBay. Grade the grade the parallels and maybe a couple of the base and then sell the rest, but no parallels unfortunately yeah dan that's kind of it's interesting i don't want to make any accusations on tops because who really knows what happened but back in the day uh there was they made a, a year of allen and ginter for baseball that was missing the wood the wood one of one minis which is like one of the biggest chases in all of allen and ginter not a single case or box had a wood one of one mini card in it so it just reminds me of a similar thing to that but let's switch gears, gears here because we talked a lot about tops chrome i want to hear about uh, the first half of some of these seasons, or first third, I think you might have said in some of them. So La Liga and the Premier League, uh, what are your, what have you been seeing? What's been the biggest news, newsworthy and noteworthy things to go down? Well, for the Premier League, it's a truly last year. Liverpool ran away with the title by December. The title race was done. This year, it's a wide open title race. Liverpool's first right now, beat Tottenham on Wednesday to go up into first, but. Tottenham's right there. City's still in the mix. Chelsea's falling off a little bit right now, but Southampton, United, there are six teams, six or seven teams right now within six points of first. So we're set up for a hugely exciting title race down the stretch. Yeah. Um, the second big thing, I think, for the Premier League, and this is true for just soccer in general right now because of COVID, is the lack of fans and the impact it's had on the games. Like, for the Premier League especially, it's made them a lot more open games with a lot more scoring because teams aren't scared to play. Like, you go on the road, teams try to set up for a 1-1 draw a lot of the time. But since there's no home field advantage, teams go and attack. And then the same thing is true at home. Like, there are certain clubs that the fans want them to sit back and defend. Like, that's just the style of play they prefer. But no fans right now, so those teams are – playing trying to really play out and it's creating a lot more goals than there has been in past years yeah interesting what what do you think's been the biggest impact on cards from the premier league i know i might be putting you on the spot but like just through your fandom and watching the market what's like one of the biggest things you've seen in the premier league translate into the card market because so much of that i'm seeing uh, with others now is that they're actually you know enjoying soccer and buying and selling off of the soccer so with all that being said what what have you been seeing I was going to hit that because you I, you mentioned it in a Slapstocks FC post, I don't know, a couple months back. But, like, Hung Min Sun on Tottenham is 
been scoring goals. His cards go up after all the goals. Harry Kane's been dominating the league. He has like 10 goals and 13 assists already in 13 games, which is ridiculous. Like Diego Jota scored a hat trick for Liverpool. His cards went up. Like the market is now responding to what's happening like in the games, which I think is really good to see for the overall strength of the market. Yeah, for sure. That's really, really huge. Anything else in the Premier League? Um, I mean, that's basically it right now. There's a lot of season left, a lot of injuries teams have been dealing with, and they're entering in the worst time of the year for the players. The festive period, all the teams are playing like eight games in 20 days. It's ridiculous but what yeah. they do, scheduling, all the injuries that are going to happen, which could affect the Premier League teams still in Europe come February if they have players out and stuff. So hopefully yeah. we'll make it through this period healthy, but we'll see. All right, moving on to La Liga. What's going on over there in Spain? I mean, the biggest story for La Liga has to be how far Barcelona has fallen. They're down in 10th place right now. The club's a mess. They're having a new presidential election in January. I mean, they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Messi looks disinterested most of the time now. Like, it's just not looking good for Barca. They're going to be in a battle to make Champions League next year for sure. And definitely no shot at the title at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I was just in Barcelona a little over a year ago, and like, it was just like the biggest thing there was how good they were in playing against Real Madrid and everything. And just to hear how much it's went down in one year and messy thinking about leaving and everything. It's crazy to, to see that. Is there so, with that being said, if Messi does leave, not even focusing on Messi, but what does that do to Fati and his cards and his ability on the on the pitch? Is that adjust? Like, is that hurt him? Does it make him, well, does it, is, is it more opportunity for him? That's an interesting discussion because as of now, it's not looking like they're going to make champions league, which if, you're not in Champions League, that's a lot less eyeballs on you. So I'm sure that would hurt his prices. But then again, he becomes one of the main focal points of the team, along with a guy like Pedri and De La Fuente will get more run and Des becomes more important. So it's it's twofold. There's it's there's some good news if you're prospecting some of the players on Barca, but it also could hurt because if they're not in the Champions League, if they're not truly in contention for La Liga, how relevant will they be yeah i mean there's a lot of clubs out there that would pass them up that normally wouldn't even be close to them so yeah. geez that, that it's so crazy how quick the landscape can change once a star starts to i'm not saying that messi's going downhill or whatever but just you know it starts to come to their end how quickly it can change the tide in an entire league that's wild it's wild. i mean i, th I think messi still has a lot left he's just he's so pissed off at like the barcelona hierarchy for treating them how they did and not letting them leave they're always done for the club he's like um i'll play yeah. it's not gonna be my best yeah yeah that's fair enough all right other other where in la liga what's going on um the other big thing is definitely atletico madrid is the favorites to win the title right now which is really good for all the jao felix investors out there because yeah Winning that trophy is huge, and he's been one of their key players. They've actually – so in the past under Atletico, and part of the reason why Felix had a pretty bad first year is they play 
a really defensive style. They like to sit back, defend, grind out one no results. But this year, they've lost a lot of their old guard defenders and stuff, so they've changed their system. It's a lot more attacking. They brought in Suarez from Barcelona, and they're playing. They're just playing a lot more fluent soccer, and that's helping Felix a lot. He's getting more time on the ball in dangerous areas, and he's able to show his quality now. Yeah, that I remember. Like when I was uh, really getting into soccer cards last year, so many people I was talking to about Jaho was like, "Oh, you know, they play so defensive that it's hard for him to you know score a lot of goals." But I still liked it because how cheap they were at the time. But clearly now, I mean, he's been scoring goals like crazy between Champions League and La Liga and everything. And like you said, they're sitting at the top and Suarez is on the team. So it's really cool to see that it's actually paying off for those people that stuck through with it. Yeah. I mean, it's so important how much how style of play like dictates what the player will do, which is interesting yep. to see. Yep, for sure. All right. So you got a couple of prospecting things for us here to end her off, some players that you're looking at? Yeah, well, I just first wanted to say I have a little bit of some like underrated players in this year's top scrum Champions League set to look yeah. at. Um, Tammy Abraham, his first top scrum Champions League, he's generally been starting for Chelsea at striker. He's in the English team contention. Same thing for Mason Mount. He made that chess and some really this is way below the radar guys, but who knows if they can make a big move or get played with their national teams. Um, this guy, Tete, Tete, it's T-E-T-E. He's a Brazilian right winger for Shakhtar, which beat Real Madrid twice in the group stage, but then ended up not going through, unfortunately. Um, he's been playing for Brazil's U23. He's only 20, and he already has a $20 million uh, value, according to the Transfer Market website. Um, so he should be looking at a move to Europe sometime within the next two years, I would imagine, even sooner. And then my other, like, really underrated prospect is another name that's really hard to say. Hussam Awar, A-O-U-A-R. <laughs> um, he's an attacking center mid for Lyon. And actually, this past summer, Arsenal was trying to buy him, and then the deal ended up falling through because I think Lyon – Arsenal didn't meet Leon's valuation, but he's 20, I think, also, and he's definitely going to move within the next two windows, either to the Premier League, maybe PSG, somewhere. He's going to get onto a bigger stage for sure. So right. he's a really sneaky guy also. What else we we got there for the prospecting world? Um, Well, I just wanted to hit one more thing, prospecting up. The 2020-21 Topps Chrome Bundesliga set also I think is going to be a great prospecting set. A lot of the same guys that are in the Champions League set will also be in this, but then you should have Dominic Sizzbly. I can't say most of these names. He, uh, hey, I understand. I understand. I feel the same. Actually, for uh, Salzburg, he just got bought by Leipzig. It was announced yesterday. He's coming in in January, so hopefully he makes it in that set. Um, have Danny Olmo also on Leipzig. He's a kind of false nine type player. Um, he was linked to Tottenham actually. He's been playing well for them. Alexander Sorloth, who's taken over Werner's position at Leipzig, has been scoring goals. And then my last guys and oh wait, Florian Verts. I don't know if you've heard of him. He was 
until Mukoko played, I think the youngest player to play in the Bundesliga or second youngest. Yeah. He's taken over a Kai Havertz role at Leverkusen, who is top of the league right now of the Bundesliga over, really? Bayern, over Dortmund, over Leipzig. And most of that is because of his play. He's been pulling into strings, goals, assists. He should be, I think, the main guy in that set. And he's hey, really watched. I- I've got to shout out my guy, Oren, uh, for those of you that have watched the first ever Slapstocks FC ep- episode that uh, a guest has joined. Oren, he, he, him and I have messaged for a long time about soccer. I helped get him into cards. He's a huge soccer fan like Zach, and I knew the cards really well and helped him out. But right when Kai Havertz's move was announced from Chelsea to uh, – sorry, Leverkusen to, to Chelsea, he's like, hey, Florian Verts, like look into him. Like he's he's going to start for Kai Havertz. And I look at this like – what is this like four months later? Here's that kid's bringing up that uh, he's, he's doing it, so it's really cool to hear. Pretty sure he's German, should be on the national team too, hopefully for the summer at the Euro. So he's really one to watch out for. Nice, nice. All right, well, keep in mind that we're almost hitting 30 minutes here, Zach. What is what's one piece of advice that you can have for people that are trying to get into soccer cards? They're trying to get into soccer, they might not know soccer, even if they do know soccer. What, what can they take from this? Just watch as many games as you can or pay attention on social media. Uh, a couple great accounts to follow for the prospecting space is Wonder Kids. They post a lot about all these really young guys throughout Europe and Rising Ballers, same account in the similar vein, really talk about the prospecting. But watch the Champions League, watch the Premier League, watch La Liga if you can. Pay attention to what's going on in the French League actually is a huge league for prospecting it's basically people talk about it like it's it's europe's under 23 league and psg psg is is in is in its own the is where a lot of these 19 20 year olds get their start like Mbappe at monaco before he moved to psg or tim Weah right now who's american at lille has been playing really well two goals and assists in the last five games like there's a lot of guys to look out for in the French league that if you're early, if you know about when they move to bigger leagues and finally have cards that you can go and snap them up and make a lot of money on. Awesome. Well, you guys heard Zach, make sure you guys go out there, do your research, watch some soccer, research soccer on Twitter, on Instagram, go follow those leagues that those prospects might be coming out of like Zach spoke about today and be ready for that 2020, 2021 top scrum champions league release. Cause who knows? Maybe that becomes the biggest champion league set we've ever seen. Although 2017 is pretty loaded. So yeah. who knows? But but Zach, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. All right, guys. This was the Slab Stocks FC show. I will see you all next week.